tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Cologne Club, welcome back to the After Buzz After Show for Orphan Black. This is Season 3, Episode 3, Formalized, Complex, and Costly, <laughs> which is the perfect way to describe these titles, I think, as well. Ha! Ha ha. Um, with me today, as usual, Mr. Matt Lieberman. Hello, hello. And Megan Salinas. Hey, guys. I'm Will Link. Um, I'll also just say this because you've been asking about it on the boards. Anna Koppel is on the panel. <laughs> she will be with us next week. Uh, she uh, loves you all. And uh, so next week we'll have the full clone next club. Next week we'll have full clone club. She's she's Yay. dealing with some, some personal stuff. We wish her well. And, yes. and you should wish her well on Twitter. Please do. She would love Because I know there were many comments last week saying they missed her. So uh, keep sending those. That'll make she her feel good. She'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to this episode which I feel is the episode so far this season that is focused on the male clones the most mm -hmm. in a lot of ways in fact I would say there might have been more male clone than uh, caster clone than Lita clone in this episode I'd argue I'd argue they were even if not yeah. maybe a little sh shifted in caster's way well anyway when we start kind of where we left off last week Seth has been killed and the clones now have another body to deal with. Felix and Sarah have <laughs> Seth's dead body in their tub. I know, Megan, you were just saying how it seems like there's, oh, every season there's a body that has to be disposed of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was the Russian in the first season. And Katya we, Obinger. We were talking about Doc, Dr. Leakey last season, and uh, and now poor Seth, was it? Yeah. Who died? Mm -hmm. Not Rudy? Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, he was stage five on and off. He was glitching. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't. You they had to do what you had to do. Yeah, you can't be stage five on an op. He saw the star in his eyes. It was terrible. So they have the the body there in the tub, a bloody scene in Felix's <laughs> poor Felix's apartment. And it's just it's always messy. It's just yeah. red paint. <laughs> and yeah, and, it's just a new project. And of course, banging on the door is art. Always looking for answers. Always coming to Felix's apartment looking for answers. Of course, newly reinstated Art, who's yeah. back on duty. No, Art, no, just stay away. And the yeah. two of them are so obvious. Felix yeah. is obviously protect. He's just like, if he could have, like, stretched like Mrs. Incredible, um, like Elastigirl, yeah. he would have and just covered the whole door. For people who have, like, run grifts on people, for people, you know, they're, they're, they're a little thrown here. They're not as smooth as you would think no, sometimes. Especially because, again, this isn't the first time Sarah's had to deal with a dead body. Like, you'd think, I mean, granted, he caught them off guard, but you'd think they'd handle it a little bit better. But ultimately, Art's going to get in there. I think they know that. I think there's no way around this. He's kind of he's he's on, he's part of Clone Club at this point. Officially now. Yeah, yeah. now it's official. So Art comes in there. He doesn't want to know. I think Felix compares it to uh, just imagine it's like, uh, you know, like look the other way. It's like, it's not a bag of weed. Yeah, like exactly. Felix said, this will go up in smoke too or whatever. It was, mm -hmm. so But then the big revelation comes out in the car. Oh, later in the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or at the, we, we or the at the diner, I think it is when no, he I think really confesses his, in the whole Beth. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was in the car. Was I? I wrong? think it was. No, a, it was in the diner. It was in the diner. He started to. It was kind of a thing that slowly un revealed itself in the episode, and I kind of liked that this episode had the specter of Beth hanging over it from the beginning. When Art comes in, he's part of Clone Club. He's introduced to Kasima for the first time. Yeah. And Kasima mentions Beth. How she, because you kind of forget that Kasima and Allison actually knew Beth. Mm -hmm. And she kind of talks about, you know, how they miss Beth. And this clearly starts getting things going with Art. And then later, yeah, in the diner, he confesses that he had feelings for Beth. Well, first of all, she calls it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Sarah just calls it. He loved her. He was just like his face says everything. Poor Art. Yeah. He, he lost was... his partner and his partner all in one day. <laughs> it was... Uh, I was... he didn't listen. 
I was a little surprised they went that way, though, that Art had... It wasn't just a partnership, that there mm. was a... Well, it... Ex- I mean, on the one hand, I didn't see it coming. I, I never thought that that was the direction that they were going to go. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that may be why he was willing to help her cover up a murder. Um, yeah. You know, back in the first season. That's why he was involved and entangled with all that. That's true. So, but, but it is interesting that they went about it, and... I, I it'll be interesting to see where they go from there because now he's surrounded with people who look like his former partner and this is something that uh, Clone Club has brought up before that you know you look a lot like the person that I love and they're that uh, people react to that differently so it'll be interesting to see how moving forward now that we know that how that affects the way he reacts with the rest of the Clone Club also, I mean, he mentioned multiple times in the episode how much Sarah reminds him of Beth and the way she's she's dealing with all this and, and just her attitude. I don't think they're going to try to do an art start pining for Sarah. Oh, come on! (laughs) Season five, (laughs) Art and Sarah. When he has to fight, uh, you know, Paul for the... Okay, (laughs) let me just say, once it comes out that Cal is a war profiteer, Sarah's not gonna like it too much. Mm -hmm. She's gonna take your daughter back. Who is the most stable, honest, steady Fortright. Supportive. Supportive. Guy in the world. The guy who's in love with her clone and will take her instead. <laughs> I, you know what? makes it, You could do a lot worse. Look, ladies, you could do a lot lo- uh, worse than art. I, I will say, though, I would totally watch a show where they continued to be buddy cops. Where, like, I, part of my favorite part of the series was when they would go out being cops together and Sarah was just, just had absolutely no clue, but was still in character yeah. as Beth. I would watch an entire like sitcom about that. About those two cops. About, or were you saying an entire sitcom about Sarah as pretending to be Beth? Sarah pretending to be Beth, partnering with Art. I'd watch, or a buddy cop movie. I would watch that. I'd watch the movie. I'd watch almost... I mean, I think we've established on, on this show that we will watch almost any <laughs> standalone show. Version of this show. <laughs> just any of the clones hanging out. In, in many ways, this, this show is kind of like Rocky Road. It's packed with stuff. Yeah. The ice cream. Mm. It's packed with a lot of good stuff. I like all those different things on their own, and right. I would be happy to eat any of those different things on their own, especially the chocolate-covered almonds, but still. Um, we we actually have a comment on Twitter uh, oh, from Alicia Perez. And yeah, if you guys want to join in on the conversation, be sure to use the hashtag ABTV Orphan Black. Uh, were you guys happy to learn a few things about Beth? Because we do. We learn a couple things in this episode. I was very happy because I feel like we, we we have very scant information about her. And as you were saying earlier, the kind of the specter of Beth hangs over this episode, but also over the whole series. Yeah. Because that's what establishes all of this. Yeah. That's suicide. That yeah. The starting point. She's the inciting incident. And even before that, she was the one who gathered the information and found out about Katya and found out about everybody and put them all in touch with one another. And the fact that she was reaching out to art right before I'm very yeah hopefully we do get a little bit more insight into Beth you know what I don't know if the show would ever do it but I wouldn't mind either a flashback, flashback yeah. episode of you know a sourless episode that deals with like the 24 hours before Beth killed herself and you see Allison there and Cosima and I, I mean, that'd watch, be an interesting thing. I would thing. watch that short. Like, I, if they did it as, like, a 15-minute short, that'd yeah, be great. I think or, it, yeah. Uh, no, I just, personally, it, it can't be an episode. Like, this show is so hyper-serialized. Unless it, it, it serves to offer new information that is crucial in the present, there's no reason. It's not motivated. You know what? That, that's true. Unless, well, that all depends on what Beth discovered. What yeah, maybe she found out as something about Caster. As long as it's, if it's something with that, then you're right. If not... Then it's only character stuff that we could always gleam some other way. Yeah, because that's an interesting thing. Because even though, granted, we have a lot of reasons on the table for her to want to commit suicide, we don't know what actually pushed her over the edge. Yeah. Because, you know, she was struggling, She, but she was dealing with it. The, the, the shooting, uh, being a clone, trying to track all this stuff down, Helena, all this stuff. Yeah. But what actually pushed her to do it? Yeah, it yeah. seems like... I don't know. Yeah, it still seems a little weird what made her dive in front of that train. And well, maybe we'll get an answer And there were point. prescriptions involved, I want to yeah. say, as well. But, yeah, we don't know what was the final, what was the straw that broke the camel's back. And if it was some 
you know, terrifying revelation about, say, Caster, yeah. then yeah, I I would like to know. Okay, maybe tell we'll me, show. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get some information about that down the line. So I, I also though love the again the partnership of Sarah and Art out there, kind of as cops. And Art's got some leads on the Prolethians, who, going into the season, I wasn't sure how big a role they would play. And obviously, they're playing a bigger role than I thought they were going to. Yeah, no, I thought that that place was left in ashes. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. some people made it out, including the midwife, played by uh, uh, Catherine Alexander, who uh, was a guest on the show last year. Tatiana's uh, double on the series, who does great work. And it was good to see her again, because she had kind of a small part last year, so I was glad they brought her back. And basically, all this stuff is leading them to hunt down Mark and Gracie, who have been on the run since the end of, of last season. And this is where we really spend, I think, the most time Maybe with any characters that we have away from clones, where we're with Mark and Gracie in that uh, hotel room, and Mark has been like, he's sitting up at nights, he's keeping an eye out on things, yeah. he's very paranoid, looking over his shoulder. And we had been talking last week, speculating about whether or not he had actually left the army to join the Prolethians, and it turns out, I believe yeah. it was you, Will, who was correct... Uh, you, I think both of you, because I said he was AWOL, but you guys said that he was there spying on the Prolethians. And then decided to go AWOL. Yeah, yeah I believed his intent with the Prolethians was, I believe he got in there and then his intent did change. And I do believe Mark's intent did change. Yeah. Um, when he says he loves Gracie, I think he's 100% sincere. Yeah. Especially I, by the end of this episode, man. I feel like yeah, everything he's doing, he really is doing for a future for him and Gracie, and they finally uh, consummate their relationship. So you got that. Done. But isn't she a teenager? She, I, I guess so. They're well. married, and maybe it, she's above the age of consent, but it's still a little creeps. I feel like she weird. is. There does seem to be an age difference, but uh, <sighs> I hate her mom too. I yeah, so she creepy. Makes All me of them. furious. Yeah. Your stupidity. She was so just uh, vile. Yeah, because yeah. it's the only the only way to get Gracie back under her thumb was to be cruel to her. Well, it's it just demean her until she agrees. That, this this was the same set of people that sewed her lips shut. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clearly just a history of. Uh, I mean, and later when they go to see uh, Walter Finch, or mm-hmm. when she goes to see Walter Finch, who, by the way, I when I was writing my notes, I kept writing Wilson Fisk. Ah! But, <laughs> but when she went to see Walter Finch, she. Um, he even made a comment about, oh, your father used to bring you around more until he kind of started to keep you kind of yeah, locked away and stuff. he was kind of giving her weird, the weird up and down. That was gross yeah. also. You yeah. really blossomed. <laughs> uh, stop talking. So, oh, he's a creep like that out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes. But, um, I mean, props to her because she actually handled that situation really well and was able to walk away with what she was after. And, uh, you know, Zoe de Grand Maison or... If I'm saying, hopefully, I'm not butchering it. But she, I thought, this was the best work. She, she was, she was great in the series last year. But this was the best work I think she's gotten it done because she really started to turn Gracie into her own complex, more complex person. This oh episode. yeah, yeah. Well, she has these feelings for Mark. She's also confused about being betrayed. She comes from this crazy upbringing. <laughs> she doesn't know where she's going. She's just trying to build a future that makes sense. Finding out that she's married to that she just slept with an abomination. Yeah. Terrifying. Well, that's the thing that was so great about those scenes. Like, you kept, there was this still, he was being more open with her, but there's still this thing he was holding on. They're lying in bed, and when he has to go to Walter Finch, there's still something that he's holding back, and it's the whole clone thing. And he sends her to, basically, Gracie figures the best way to get the material that her father had kept with uh, Finch was, I'll go there, uh, I can get it out of him. And she does, maybe. She gets some stuff out of him. Well, what's kind of funny is how quickly Mark dismissed all of it because he's specifically looking for genetic material. And he didn't want to let her know exactly what they needed. But he dismissed all of it. It's like, dude, Guy was a geneticist in 
crazy mad scientist, there might be some valuable information in there. Yeah, yeah. and also, Gracie, your wife just pulled a power play, <laughs> never having pulled a grift in her life. Yeah. Give her some damn yeah, crap. Yeah, no, he was immediately like, oh no, this isn't it, you failed. I have to go do it myself. Look, Mark is a bad husband. <laughs> she, Mark's learning how to be a husband. He's bad learning husband. how to be... You know, it's tough, the early He's days. He's never been in a relationship <laughs> no. before. He doesn't know how to give of himself he, to another person. He didn't want to... Uh, Mark's a very, you know, yeah. He didn't want to engage in the weird sex things that the other clones <laughs> said. That's what he... Was, that's yeah. exactly what he said. Well, yeah, no, it weird, wasn't weird sex, just the sex things. The sex things. Uh, I guess I imagine them. Well, being... I mean, look at his brothers and right. the weird sex yeah. things. Running weird clone yeah. trains on women. Yeah, not, uh, not setting the best example. Mark was actually the best of them. Yes. <laughs> so In his quiet way. But yeah, Gracie pulls a major power move. This is a guy, well, uh, Finch who's a militia guy, and she basically comes right at him, threatening him, basically saying, you don't want to make enemies of the Prolethians. Yeah, after the guy goes, where's my money, basically, yeah. too. Pretty badass, and then he gives he gives her, like you said, the note, Mark was expecting something more solid, some genetic material, maybe. Um, and, well, Mark's going to have to go back and guess and do it himself. <laughs> so, meanwhile, like you said, Sarah's out there with Art. They're at the diner. And, uh, you know, their story was really, other than getting them to a place close to Mark and Gracie, it really was mostly about the, the character building, the Beth stuff, stuff like that. But then Art, Art leaves... And who's in the same diner praying over her meal? <laughs> Gotta love a coincidence. Gracie. Gracie's there. Praying over her cheeseburger. <laughs> That's true. And milkshake. There was a milkshake. And I actually felt Wasn't really... Wasn't it a little root beer float? It, it was a root beer was float. It was a root beer float because Mark told her to get something special. Yeah, go treat yourself. I honey. actually... You know, it's so funny because I was watching that scene and when Sarah comes to confront her, I actually felt really bad for Gracie. I'm like, oh, like, you know, you probably didn't get many root beer floats on the Prolethean <laughs> farm. And not one. It's like the special thing, your special thing you're not going to enjoy because your whole world is going to be ruined by uh, Sarah Manning. Like Which, most people. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, it's not that Sarah means to ruin anybody. You don't life. have to mean to ruin someone's <laughs> life to ruin it, okay? <laughs> but that's also got to be kind of scary, too, because the last person she saw that looks like that is Helena. Yeah. And Helena, even though, you know, Helena saved them, it's still, Helena's still a scary person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's got to be kind of jarring because, like, the first second you see Helena and you're like, ah, I just wanted to drink my root beer floating peace. Mm-hmm. Well, she outs Mark to Gracie. She outs him as a clone. Which is not cool. You no. don't out someone to you, their loved ones. You would think a clone would know not to out another clone. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, uh, maybe like what I just said might have seemed a little bit flippant, but it's just like, for a show that values... Uh, you know, like gay rights, queer rights, and and you know relationships and all that. You don't you don't out someone to their loved ones, even if you're pissed. You don't do it. It's their right, yeah, to say it or not say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I feel like being a clone is a similar thing. It is. I mean, that's they've explored that many casters times. Casters don't have their own clone club, though. They're a military unit. When you don't have a club and you don't establish the rules about not talking about clone club, then problems happen. Hmm. That's true. That's true, too. And he was part of a group that was, in theory, oppressing the clone movement, if you will. Well, look, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, Sarah has to pull out whatever card she can on Gracie to get the information she needs to find out what's going on. And that's the only way to do this is to turn her against her husband and it is sad because in a weird way you are kind of pulling for this couple because you get the sense that if they weren't if he wasn't a clone or part of Castor at least and if she wasn't raised by a religious fanatical cult they could be they could be happy they could <laughs> yeah. be happy together um well and she also pulls the kid card that um that her, yes. her daughter and the the kid that Gracie's Yeah carrying, they're going to be cousins yeah so that's another interesting wrinkle into the how Gracie really does fit into the whole rest of Clone Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, also, the midwife has, like you said, found Gracie's mother. Uh, I believe her name's Bonnie. Am I wrong in that? Yes. And 
she she has found her and she's kind of let mommy know hey this is where Gracie's at so then the mother comes like you said there's that scene where she after Gracie we've seen Gracie so strong she just breaks her down and makes her feel terrible worthless and you get the sense that yeah Gracie's totally now she feels everything she's done now is a mistake Mm -hmm. and her feelings towards Mark because he is this abomination and then Sarah heads to Finch's farm Mm mm-hmm where she finds Mark, who has been torturing Finch to the point where he had a heart attack. Well, I feel like he only tortured Finch for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. He only just got started torturing him. Well, Finch was not in the best of shape. No. You know? He was a hefty bu- brother. I feel like, you know, the clones that hung around more with the rest of Castor for this time would have uh, would have known how to... To handle this a little bit more, finesse the torture. Now, how long? You know, getting back to that, how long do you think Mark has been under with the Prolethians? Because it has to be they quite s- some they time. They said years. Yeah. Um, uh, when when he reveals himself to Gracie, uh, he they she said all those years we looked after you. So it's been some time. So we're because there was a scene in season two, which was a great scene between Mark and Paul. Now, obviously. Paul knows Mark is a clone. Mm-hmm. I guess we can buy that Paul was not involved in Castor, or he was under deep cover in that same period of time, that this isn't an issue. Because I've saw, seen people bring it up online. But I, I think I could buy that both these guys have been undercover for so long that they in particular haven't crossed paths. Yeah, but he's highly acutely aware that Mark is a clone. Yeah, no, I'm saying the other way, that Mark knowing Paul is involved with Castor. Hmm. I don't know that that actually this is the first time that I've thought about that scene since uh, since last season's finale and that definitely casts it in a different light. Yeah, I'm I'd gonna be, have to watch it again. I'd be curious to see if there are there are more hints into the way that they talked. I know they both talked to each other about being military men, but anyway. So Mark, you know, he's there at Finch's farm. Sarah comes in, but before this, we've got a little bit of more information. Cosima has been running some tests on the brain. <laughs> and there's a great moment where she removes the brain <laughs> that I could tell you you seem to have been a big fan of. Well, it, um, it reminded me actually of when I was a freshman in college. I took a psychology class where sure enough, the professor pulled out a human brain Ooh. and was inviting people to come up and touch it. And I <laughs> declined that opportunity. <laughs> but it, it just, it made me crack I, up. I would also not touch the human brain. Given oh, the come on. You get one chance chance to touch a human brain and you don't take it? I'm sorry. I know that it's gross, but at least give yourself the willies. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> well, ah, theoretically, well, it's gross. a once in a lifetime opportunity. Let's consider maybe what in a scenario in which I have the opportunity to touch a human brain, that I think will also come into play. Whose brain do I have the opportunity <laughs> what to touch? context am I touching this brain? And that was another great fun scene where Felix uh, again in Felix's apartment because that's where you remove brains, I guess too. Yes, where they were they were basically disassembling Seth, cutting open his uh, skull, taking out the brain, and yes. also in that scene there was kind of this real real existential moment Kasima had, which she seems to be thinking a lot more about souls and things like that. And again, I got to imagine it's because of the uh, religious the moment, <laughs> the, the magic touch of Kira. Well, she had a religious experience. She saw Delphine healing her as she got healed by clone child powers. <laughs> and, you know, an experience like that can change even the most scientific of minds and give them a broader scope in which to think. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And I like that she might be exploring a more spiritual side to all of this, to her science. Um, and then she's looking at the brain and she makes a discovery, which I actually thought was hysterical because I wrote in my notes, I have no idea what Kasima's talking about in this scene. <laughs> and then Sarah, being the voice of the audience, said the exact same thing. I had no idea. Like I'm like, do I need to rewind this? This is all going over my head. But she break techno it. Techno babble, techno They're babble. Sibs. Yeah. They're siblings. They break it down. Yes. Brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it's not just clones from two separate brother and sister. Which, holy cow, that means, yeah, that has tons of implications 
Because now it's not just that they're sisters, but yeah, all they're brother and sister with all of the cast. What's the name of Michelle Forbes' character who works for Topside? Uh, her character is Marion Bowles. What if it's what if Marion is uh, is clone mom? Huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because I love Michelle Forbes and she has dark hair. Come back, but no, still, yeah. that's kind of weird because she's raising a clone, like yeah. as her daughter. That's a little weird. Uh, wouldn't you want to raise yourself? No. You know yourself better than anyone else. <laughs> you true. can do a great that's job. <laughs> I know exactly what it's going to take. Then. Listen, you. I am not letting you near a playground uh, when you are six years old because you are useless. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to figure out something else to it's do. It's not like going back in time. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> You're trying to re- recreate your youth. Yeah. On May 17th, you are not going outside. I'd also like to point out, though, we were joking last week about clone incest. Oh, this boy. revelation... Now oh means there God. has been clone incest. Oh my because God, I didn't even think about that. Because Rudy was hooking up with Crystal in the pilot episode yeah, in that surveillance footage, the clone. Oh my God. So there has been clone, clone incest. incest. Clone incest! Oh, no! Yeah. Granted, no one knew. None of them None knew. None of the parties That's knew. Gross. Nevertheless, oh, we no. we said it was the one line they hadn't crossed. <laughs> They, Unknowingly, they it had been crossed. <laughs> you seem so upset. I don't like this. Uh, if you yeah, saw I, my face right now, you'd understand how I feel. And freaking a, I mean, I don't want to jump to it, but that's so gross because of the way um, Rudy was looking at Helena yeah. later. We'll oh, get to that in a few minutes. So there, gross. yeah. Well, Casima breaks the news. To, to Sarah, this is your brother. Mark is your brother. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, who is being attacked by Mark in this moment, breaks the news to Mark. And he's like, hell no! Yeah. But it's like, he, he knows. Like, it's the kind of thing... Because here's the thing, I never thought about it as an audience member, but... It makes perfect it makes, sense. It makes perfect sense. So, yeah, when, when he gets told that, it, it's that initial reaction, no, that can't be right, but then... No, that is 100% right. Now, Mark uh, couldn't find whatever genetic material was being hidden at Finch's farm, if it is even there, which I'm starting to become doubtful of. But Mark lets Sarah go, basically, in this moment. He lets her go, and he runs outside, only to be shot at by Bonnie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big shock. It was Spoiler. a big shock. Well, when all of a sudden he got shot, I'm like, who is shooting him? Like, where is this coming from? And then to see it's her. He and- put his clone penis in her daughter. Yeah. He's not. Ha- she's not happy about that. She's not going to let that stand. And he crawls off, and, and Sarah kind of just watches the whole thing go mm-hmm. down helplessly from inside the Oh, my God. And so well shot, the sequence. Yeah. And he crawls into the cornfield, and Bonnie lowers the gun at him, and bang. So I was shocked. I did yeah, not I could not no. believe they were killing off such a rich character already. It's so soon after they've already killed another caster. Yeah, these casters are dropping like mayflies. Yeah. It's so weird. Or fruit really any fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fruit flies? Mayflies. So gadflies? That's just the person who's <laughs> a gad about town. So, <laughs> so where we end up in the episode is Sarah's in this barn, Bonnie's out there, Mark's dead. Bunch of craziness. Bunch of craziness, just like any episode of Working yes. Black. But other things were also going on, and you mentioned Rudy and Helena. We cut uh. back to <laughs> somewhere in the desert, somewhere in the Middle East, perhaps. Yeah, Mom's not happy. Yeah. Mom is pissed, but good thing she has her cigarettes. Rudy, yeah, the only thing that could calm her down. Rudy shows up, and yes, yeah, she is angry at him, She and she lets him know it. That they should have brought Seth back. They were supposed to get extracted, but he kind of, you know, he went rogue. He went to try to find out the cure on his own and went to Sarah's, uh, uh, Felix's apartment, tried to question Sarah. This Didn't scene work. to me is the most important scene in this episode because it it showcases what's going on in the psychology of these caster clones. They're not all the same. 
But it's in that last moment where he's all, you know, anger and bluster and military guy until he's like cuddling up to his mommy. Yeah. And literally and sucking, sucking his, his thumb. thumb. These are these are guys who were brought up in an insane environment who are just barely hanging on to operational sanity. Yeah. And, and you know, he's, he's reverting, yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird that we were talking about Cody last week because she is like mother figure but she's also the doctor there and she seems to think she can cure this thing. <laughs> she told Paul basically, you know, you keep this thing you basically keep this project alive. You keep these guys alive. I will find the cure. Uh, which I took is that, you know, it seems like with the issues they've been having with Caster, there are funding issues. People are questioning things, as you would with the secret clone <laughs> army program. If if your clones are glitching, I could see where people are going. But that also made me wonder how, how high up the food chain the knowledge of this program yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's like at what point... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but then there's that great scene, and i kind of been waiting for this, because Rudy is like the Helena of the casters in a lot of ways. He's a little off-center. He's quick to violence. And there's the scene between the two of them. And yeah, there's some, there's a lot of uh, overtones, uh, especially now thinking that these two are related. Uh, she's like, come in here and I'll show you what I can do. I want you to try. I'll tear yeah. you apart. Which I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, Helena's great, but it's like, ugh. And then Paul tells him to stand down, and then I love the moment between her and Paul. She's like, you sleep with my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dirty Paul. Dirty Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, that's right. He has, he's slept with three clones. He slept with Beth. He slept with Sarah. He slept with Rachel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is Helena next? Goodness knows. I mean, I would love to see the. I don't oh. think he'd survive. No. I don't know. No, very few, I think, people would survive. <laughs> I don't think anyone would survive. I feel like... I feel like uh, Jesse, the uh, the the oh Jesse would survive because he's her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, no. she would have. Uh, she loves Jesse. She loves Jess. She would have been gentle, but Helena, gentle is still, I think, is still a bit much. Now, look, all I want in the show, all I can't wait for, is Helena to get out of there and have a confrontation with, like, have a a, a throwdown. You want with her Rudy. to kill someone? I want us. I want her gouging out eyes. Okay, well, that's it's kind. Pattern. She's always getting captured because she is such a loose cannon that, and again, this is like the third time in a row she's you know being captured. We, yeah. we just want to see her out on the loose. At some point, we need to break this pattern. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it makes sense that she's the one you also want to keep locked up if yeah. you're going to keep a clone because under she's lock got and issues. key. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a great scene, both the confrontation with her and Rudy and then the confrontation with her and Paul. And, you know, it will, I'm very curious how long she is going to stay there. I also love the line she said uh, <laughs> where you're the ugliest Mark yet. <laughs> that I've seen. That's good. So she's she's. Uh, she, she's very obsessed with these different, like, using Mark is kind of one. <laughs> That's and also, her benchmark. But it's kind of a good benchmark for these casting clones, because the caster clones aren't the biggest fan of Mark, probably because he no. went AWOL, but Rudy had called... Also because he was lame. He calls him a yeah, puss. Yeah, he calls him a okay, He says he's such a pussy. Yeah. That's what he says. Because he doesn't like having weird sex stuff. I know, that's the thing. I mean, you gotta, you know, if you want to be part of Caster Clone Club... You gotta <laughs> have sex with the same girls, everyone else at the same time. Yeah. Run a clone train. Good so, on you, Mark, for not being a part of this. Human clone torpedo. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that's the next step they okay. could go to. Oh, that's the next the, line. That's the season finale. <laughs> okay. Did I say um, torpedo? Tippied. Sorry. But they're sending Rudy back out into the field. Yes. Which... I mean, Rudy himself is a loose cannon. What do you think? You think this is a mistake, or you think this is problematic I mean, at best? Yeah. I I like what you were saying last week about how Rudy seems to be kind of the Sarah of the group. Mm -hmm. I now that now that Seth is gone, I think he's going to be kind of an amalgamation of Sarah and Helena. In that, you know, he was he was willing to break protocol to try to save his brother, which is totally what Sarah would do in that situation. And now I think we're going to get a little bit more of the loose cannon stuff now that he's out and about again. Mm -hmm. Then again, he was just reprimanded, so he might want to try try. I to feel walk like this happens bit. all the time. I feel like he constantly, as long as he delivers results, he may get chewed out, but he'll still get sent back out time and again. Did he re deliver results last time, though? 
I mean, I guess we don't know completely what his mission w- was supposed yeah. to be. We know what he was doing kind of off book, but we don't know exactly. So maybe he Wait, did... Wait, was, was it confirmed that what they did to Crystal was unsanctioned? I guess not Crystal. Definitely uh, definitely the Sarah stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Crystal, but they also didn't quite succeed with Crystal. Because remember, they, they the uh, dyad intervened right. at the last minute. Right. So... I mean, not soon enough. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love your upset face. <laughs> yeah, no. There are no words. There are no words. I don't know anymore, you guys. Well, look, I'm excited to have Rudy back out in the field because anyone who's a little bit of a loose cannon yeah. is going to make this, this show interesting. And speaking of Dyad, we got a glimpse again of Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Who's realizing just how screwed she is. Yeah. It's like you, you almost feel bad for her because she's she's having issues, like, with her brain. But she, from the injury, but she doesn't have issues enough that she doesn't understand that she's having issues. Like, she knows. And, I mean, how frustrating. Well, she knows. And she knows that this means the end for her mm-hmm. and... You know, she worked her entire life to obtain the power that she did, and now all of that is gone, and she'll probably never get it back. Well, Topside put forth this whole story that she with, died in a plane crash, yeah, just like which Dr. is to Leakey. say that she's never going to be seen again. She's going to yeah. be held in a lab for the rest of her life. Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, well, yeah, no, because there's no way you could even ever let her go. You're right, because Rachel's not the kind of person that you would think like, oh, we'll give her some other. Rachel identity somewhere out there. No, she'll never. She she'll. You get the impression Rachel will fight till the end. Now there's an interesting <laughs> moment in the sequence. Because Doctor Nealon is testing her on like, what is this? It's a key, you know, things like that. And then one of the cards he holds up is the two horses, the caster symbol, the caster symbol. Now clearly, because of him holding that up, because of the music cue. There's something nefarious going on here. Now, is does Rachel real? Because Rachel doesn't know about Caster. No, she just said horses. She didn't say Caster. But even even so, even beyond that, she doesn't know that Caster exists. That was the thing that Marion kept mm-hmm. secret. So, but Neilan does. So, what do we think? This is trying to. I mean, is it just? creepy for the sake of creepy my thought is she gets shipped off to caster for some reason as yet unknown um i don't know man i don't know you think they're going to use her for some scientific well for scientific maybe for science maybe she's barren so it's not like they're trying to breed clones that's not happening um but you know as somebody who can't be trusted and uh, is now officially a f- confirmed dead uh, in the world and is disfigured, it seems like to them the best use of her is for her genetics and what it may mean for saving the casters. Then, then why bother helping her recover, though? Because she's worth more alive than dead. She still is their property. Maybe it is a cognitive thing because that's the thing with the casters why they keep glitching out. That's their the problem in their genetic code is that something is happening. Yeah. It's possibly psychological. It's possibly a problem with the brain. Maybe in helping her make her recovery, they can find a way to get around this caster, you know, issue. Caster just needs a clone. Like they don't specifically need Helena. They just need a clone. And I think you're right. It's it's mostly to do research to find a cure. They've never explicitly said why they need Helena, but that's what makes the most sense. I mean, is there a scenario in this series in which somehow Sarah can trade a Rachel for a Helena? I mean, they that just sounds need a, pretty good they, to me. They need a. They just need a clone. Yeah, and one who's more agreeable, less crazy. Yeah. Although, I mean, she's certainly going to be agreeable now. Right. After getting a pencil in the eye. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, at the same time, though, I hope there is... Oh, we do get Rachel in a fight back for power. I hope she gets enough of her mental abilities back that we can have a scary, tough Rachel. I'm also wondering... Again, I think we talked about this a little bit 
maybe it was last week, that I wonder if we'll have a more humble Rachel when she heals. Like, like she has a chance for redemption. Does Rachel one day become part of the, the sisterhood? I say no. Probably not. Probably not. Well, to me, she's going to be coming for revenge. Pure and simple. I could see it going both ways, actually, because mm. she clearly has an axe to grind with the whole pencil to the face thing, and she kidnapped <laughs> Kira and all that other stuff. But, I mean, Helena murdered other clones and they were still you know it took time but they were still able to accept her into the clone club yeah because she was nice to Kira (laughs) nice to Kira and nice to Sarah but but like I said, she killed, she murdered she other members murder of the other. clone club. That's yeah. true. And they still let her in. It took time and it took a lot of character development, but eventually but it happened. You know what also the difference is Helena was a poor girl was a who pawn, was abused yeah. and used, where Rachel has known exactly what she's doing from the beginning. That's so. also very, very true. And you're probably right, she takes insults like this very and guys personally. she slept with Paul okay <laughs> that is Sarah's ex-man that is Beth's ex-man you don't do that to your sisters Ugh. if only I mean if we get Paul sleeping with any more of these clones seriously Paul <laughs> what is your deal you are just addicted to clone puss so <laughs> as we have to we have to in this rundown end with our favorite sitcom the <laughs> Hendrixes yay, yay! Um, Allison and Donnie, they're on the campaign trail for school trustee. They are passing out. They've, they've, you know, a good way. It's kind what of a good brilliant cover. Plan. Yeah. So making so it worked for Tyler Durden. It'll work for, for Allison <laughs> Hendricks. Exactly. So she's passing out soap. She's selling the soap to the people with the pills, with all the, the women in the name, all the moms in the neighborhood who are going to vote for school trustee. And I mean, she is really. She's really manipulating to get these votes. I love it. Yeah. I love every second of it. I'm getting referrals. It's great. Yeah. Everybody's... They're doing good business. Yeah, they're getting lots of voters. They're going to break even soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. They should have been selling drugs uh, <laughs> years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, Donnie. So, oh. Uh, but Marcy, you know, she sees what's going on. And I guess she already can tell the tide might be turning. And she shows up going to confront them in their little soap garage factory and she basically tells them you can't win like I'm the incumbent you can't win which obviously she doesn't know the pushing pills so well she also makes a jab um, for you know for her having gone to rehab yes you know she makes a jab like that and like do you really think that people are going to trust you with their children you know you can't even take care of your own life that's why the only way she could do it is blackmail <laughs> she's got the client list there <laughs> Um, so, at, what, at some point, I, I loved your idea last week that there's going to be the debate. Like, I really hope we get the debate for school trustee. We have to. <laughs> like, Sarah I mean, it's too perfect. Because, yeah, and Sarah has to, has to fill in. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. But now, Marcy, then I'm, Marcy, do you think Marcy senses something's up with this soap? business i think she suspects that something is a little off i don't that know it's more than just a campaign uh, i don't know if she's put two and two together sudden but... soap business extra vials and flasks and things well the problem is she's dealing to people who i imagine are also in marcy's circle, circle. Yeah. so eventually so what happens first the election or marcy finds a drug? i mean eventually you can you don't create the drug dealing character Unless she's going to get outed at some point. Right. Oh, no. She's going to find out about the drugs, and and Allison is going to kill her. And it's just like, <laughs> at some point, Donnie has to be like, Allison, is this who we are? Are we, are we murderers? And she's like, yes, Donnie. Now bury the body. We, we I mean... Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we'll have yet another body to cover up. Yet another body. At any point... Uh, again, I still wonder when they're going to get a little more, when it, some of the other clones might come into Allison's world a little bit more. And I, I do hope it happens soon. I do hope there's some involvement with Dyad or something again soon. Because uh, I, as much as I love the sitcom The Hendrixes, as you know, I want I, I want them a little more integrated. <laughs> what I would love, uh, just because this show loves a good coincidence, a clone should just move into her town. Oh. Maybe, uh, or if she loses the election, 
the rezoning of the districts causes her kids to come into contact with kids whose mom is also a clone, living a town over, and she had no idea. That would be crazy. Like, they're both at, like, a soccer match. Yes. Or something like that, and they just see each other across the field. <laughs> Another mixed op- uh, missed opportunity with the Hendrixes, I feel, is that Felix hasn't gotten involved. It's a drug-dealing business. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're going to make some missteps moving forward, and they're going to need a little help from Vic and Felix. I that- wonder if Vic shows up again at some point. I actually have been wondering in the Allison Hendrix storyline if DeAngelis ever shows up again. I mean, I feel like she's not the kind of person who would drop that. But at the same time, I could also buy that the show moves away from that. Yeah, um, the show we, moves on. We have a tweet here from Robin B12 yeah. at Robin B12 on Twitter. Hashtag ABTV Orphan Black. The genetic material is in the silver cooled canister Helena took from the farm. She took it from Henry. So, so is that the. But okay. does she still have it or did they take it off of her? They, they must not know what it is if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I thought that was something separate. I thought that was more embryo. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Because otherwise I think Mark would have known to take it from there. Well, that was before we knew that there was a whole set of male clones. I I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, look, it's very possible. (laughs) It's it's more than than possible. Because it does make sense from what Mark was describing what they should look for. But I think that's embryos. And I keep waiting for that to come into play in the Kira uh, not the Kira, uh, the Cosima storyline, which has no one not noticed that uh, giant canister in Felix's apartment yet? What? You mean the cool piece of uh, new furniture? No, that's <laughs> a, it's the, uh, you know, you the dra- retro futuristic coffee table? Yeah, that, you drape a. That a, thing he's just kind of standing over, like, yeah, yeah, no, don't pay atta- any attention to yeah. this, do that. That's going to come into play soon. I want. Wait a second. If that's just in Felix's apartment, how did how did Rudy not notice it? <laughs> he was a little busy holding yeah, someone true. hostage before he did that. To be he, fair, he had to take the time to paint the X's over his eyes. He had hours. Like there is a giant canister <laughs> full of genetic material, embryo, something, and you're right. Nobody is noticing it, right? And it's big. It's the size of care. Although. Did Kira kind of cover it up? But I mean, just her putting a sheet no! over it shouldn't. Everything in Felix's apartment looks like it's, you know, meant for like some kind of project. Like it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope we do get Felix alone. Felix has been a little backseat in these first three episodes. And like I said, I'd love to see him integrating the Allison storyline. It looks like from the coming attraction, it looks like he might get a little more integrated into the Cosima storyline. I guess they've been gearing it towards that because he's been talking to Scott a lot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, But, you know, a big thing would be is if he notices Ganister. <laughs> what is this? Or if he decided to start reading The Island of Dr. Moreau one day. Like, I didn't buy this book. What is this? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So... You know that's that's some of them of uh, my hopes. Are there any uh, anything else from the people? Uh? Not that I have. Do you uh, have any more? We, we've got a couple. Um, kind of going back a little bit. Uh, is Rachel is heard uh, from uh, Begley on Twitter? Is Rachel as heard as she's acting? Um, so that's one good question. Uh, I have I have a tweet from uh, uh, Os at Os ESC. Uh, Paul's addicted to clone puss. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, see, look, you've started a uh, started a movement. Hashtag, hashtag clone, clone puss. If he sleeps Gross. with any more of them, somebody's gonna have if to have an intervention. Back, <laughs> if he goes back to find Crystal because they didn't finish the job they had to finish. Oh. That's, no, that's not just no. And I, I think, I think Rachel's genuine. I think she's genuinely in in pain. And yeah, and, no, I don't think that's an act. act. Oh, I think she's genuinely in pain, but that doesn't mean she's a good person. Um, when do you think we're going to see Delphine again? That is a good she's question. Week after next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give it a little uh, past the halfway point. Well, since I'm asking a lot of questions, maybe it's time to just go to some predictions. And now. Uh, would you would you like to start, Matt? Oh, me start? Okay. Yeah, Megan started last time. I figured throw it your all way. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've given out a bunch on yeah. the show so far, but uh, I, we're definitely building toward... Things are coming to a head with this election, and I ho- it's not going to take all season uh, on the, uh, the Hendrick side. And uh, I'm very, very curious 
how Graham Manson and John Fawcett feel about some of the repeated rhythms of their series. Uh, in order to avoid fatigue, you don't want to do the same thing too many times, but I feel like they take relish from the annual uh, Sarah impersonates Allison episode. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to have it be that debate. Um, I don't think that I don't think Vic's coming back. I think Vic's done. I think you're right on that. He might come back late in the series in some kind of odd twist, but Michael Mando is is firmly set on he, Better Call he's Saul. He's in the world of uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great on that. He's too. busy. He's, he's fantastic. He's a completely different character. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I try not to predict with this show because it. I, the way that it's written, or at least the first two seasons were written, they would write each episode without planning. And then after an episode was conf- concluded, they'd be like, okay, so what do we do next? Uh, so there's no real way to plan. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And I think you're right. I think this school trustee thing could even get wrapped up in the next two. I remember the play took about like four or five episodes last season. I feel like this would probably make the same amount of sense for the school yeah. trustee thing. Megan. Any thoughts? Oh gosh, you're you're right. It's really hard to predict for this show because, like, I didn't see the brother and sister thing yeah. coming. And oh, yeah, no, the show. Every time I think I have the show figured out, it throws a curveball at me. Um, but yeah, I definitely think Delphine's going to come back. Um, I think yeah. Again, we've touched on a lot of these. I think that uh, Allison is going to get found out, and somebody's going to try to blackmail her, and that's going to cause some issues. And then we'll. And I hope that actually. Art does get a little bit more involved, given what we find out about what we found out about him in this episode. Well, you can't just throw that out there and then never have it come again. But I mean, I don't know if the. I mean, maybe he'll he'll find himself have weird feelings about Sarah because, like you said, she's very similar to Bethan. But I think it's going to come short of him, like like. Let's go out to dinner. Let's dinner in a movie. Come on. Yeah. I, I do hope that when Gracie finds out that her mother murdered Mark, I hope she bolts. I, yes. I, and actually, um, not. I don't think we have any official news and gossip, but I think that it was announced that they were only planning on having five seasons. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. Which is, I'm fine with me. I'm fine with the show as yeah. long as it has an ending. I'm going to make a crazy prediction just because why not? We don't see Mark actually die on screen. No, I think he's alive. I think he's alive. Fingers crossed. I think he's, he's alive because you're character. right. He's a rich character, especially with Rudy out there who thinks he's a pussy coming to find him. I feel like it would, it would be a shame to have killed him. I don't know how he's alive, you know, but then again, Helena survived uh, a gunshot at pretty close range. Kira Powers. <laughs> There's a lot of things that oh, come Kira's to- out of the country. Oh my, oh my gosh. Right. But you're right. With them being siblings, maybe Kira Powers could work on the casters as or well. Or maybe there's another thing like the heart's on the wrong side <laughs> of the body, like it was with Elaine. Maybe he's a, he's a time lord and he has two hearts. You know, it could. So I think, you know, if you don't see it's if you don't see the bullet go into him, it could be anything still. So, yeah. Um,. Before we go, uh, Megan. Oh, you can uh, tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Turn coming up later on tonight. And I've also started writing articles for the movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Fantastic, Matt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find me here doing the final season of Mad Men at AfterBuzz TV, LieberFriends.com to get to my YouTube channel where I post advice, advice content four days a week and uh, SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. You can also listen to my pop culture podcast, Will Sean Podcast. Uh, it's on iTunes. Find it. I tweet about it. Uh, thank you so much, Clone Club. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clone you later. And views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.